Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds back in the studio on a Friday morning. You know, I don't remember who said it, but somebody did say, if you build it, they will come. <laughs> and I remember where that came from. It just popped into my head. But did they come last night? They did. All right. Hey, they actually pulled off a game. Who they won? They did, and they spent some money being there, too. This is really great. I love the whole setting. This is the Field of Dreams game that Mike is talking about, and they are apparently going to have another one next year. It was a one-time only, kind of like the All-Star game in a way, when it was formed back in 1933. It was supposed to be one year. Well, it was so good that they now continue it, and here we are 80 years later. In the Field of Dreams game, which was to have been last year with the Cardinals and the White Sox, but got COVIDed out, this year it was the Yankees and the White Sox, and they played on a diamond that was right next door to the original one where they had the film. It was great the way the whole scene was presented to the public. First of all, the stadium was built for 8000 that's all that was there, 8000 Oh, my. Did they ever pay a price for this? Oh, absolutely. Now, the, the face face value tickets about, oh, $345 or $400. I think it, wherever you wanted to sit, there were two separate prices. But they were paying 1800 to $2,000 to $3,500 to be there, to be among the 8,000 people. And they were lined up just like you saw in the film with the cars with their lights on and all that. Although they did start to arrive, they being the fans. Uh, over the day before. It oh, absolutely. Was, it's really a remarkable setting. It is the middle of an Iowa cornfield. It's where you are. And the players, the Yankees and the White Sox, came out of the corn, just like they did in the film. Kevin Costner was there. His interview on TV with Jack Buck was very, very good. Uh, Costner elaborated just how the film was made. How He said, hey, look, I, I admit I get all the credit for this. I didn't do anything. It was all my backup actors uh, all the individuals who spent so much time, he was very gracious in giving credit to everybody else. Throughout the first ball, the fans are going nuts. The players all wanted Kevin Costner's autograph. <laughs> <laughs> and then the game itself uh, ended up with a two-run walk-off homer by the White Sox in the last of ninth wow. inning. Nine to eight was the final. There were eight home runs hit in the game, eight of them. Now the casual fans, yeah, they're playing in a small... They're playing in a cornfield. And w- which... Partially is correct. <laughs> the, now, you have to understand, at, at the ball field, the measurements are major league mandate. Mm-hmm. You have to, there's a minimum, and that certainly met that and more. The field was normal size. But what wasn't there were the big stadiums. You know, the double and triple deck and the all that sort of thing. And that blocks the wind or changes the wind currents. Well, there's nothing like that in an open field, and that ball was sailing out of there last night. And I think it was eight home runs that landed in the cornfields. It was absolutely super. I loved every second of it. God, that's a great idea. You didn't want to cough up, you know, two grand to go sit in this thing. Just I go hide and just, well, hell yeah. If we lived in Iowa, I would have figured out a way so we could have got there. Maybe started a GoFundMe or something. But I will tell you this, if I was... Hell, I'd do it now. I'd probably been hiding in that cornfield waiting for those home run balls to go and to just dart into the corn to go try and find that damn thing. That would have been great. Well, you know, that's it's awesome that baseball is doing that, especially this year with all the new stuff. Everyone kind of has a little bit of a taste of copper in their mouth when it comes to uh, baseball right now, just kind of the way things are. But I think last night they kind of brought it back to the, to the reason we all love it, playing in our backyard, playing pickup games, 
playing, even if it's just wiffle ball with your drunk friends, like there is a reason we all love baseball. And I think yesterday they did a good job of reminding everyone why we do. That's what James Earl Jones says in the movie, A Field of Dreams, and they played it several times. It's the fabric, it's the core, it's the base. What do we all come back to when things get tough? Come back to baseball. I can't. Mimic James Earl Jones. <laughs> hey, you're pretty close. You're pretty close. Uh, I just want you to say, Luke, I'm your father. Luke, I'm your father. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty bad. Oh, uh, no, it was good. It was good. Uh, so um, let's get to racing. We got the uh, Brickyard 400 this weekend. Is that right? That's where the, <laughs> the drivers are there at the Indianapolis, four, uh, Indianapolis Speedway. And in the past, the event's been called the Brickyard 400. It will not be this year. This is a change in the NASCAR schedule. Instead of going around the oval track, the Indy Motor Speedway, one of the most iconic in the world, they're going to use the inner course, which is a road racing course. It was built several years ago at the Speedway, and that's what they're going to use. The drivers, this is really great, Mike, because they're going to be going in tunnels and out of tunnels and around curves and all that a typical road race but that's what it's going to be this year some of the drivers are a little upset they wanted to drive the indy oval but won't be the case it's going to be it is the event it's called the indianapolis stop on the nascar circuit but it's not the brickyard 400 years this year it has gone it'll be a road race nevertheless and it counts on the point standings gonna be called the ned race 500 <laughs> and if you're ever coming down glenstone at five in the morning watch out he's gonna take you on so while the white Sox and yankees were playing in a cornfield yesterday where were the cardinals playing they were at pnc park in pittsburgh and going for a sweep of the pittsburgh pirates played yesterday afternoon and the Cardinals scored a run in the ninth inning to make it 7-4, to three-run advantage. Who would have thought that that one run would have made a difference? It did because the Huge. Pirates, actually, at Pittsburgh, they're not very good. They're probably a double-A to low-triple-A team, and everybody knew this was going to happen. They sold off all their players, and uh, they did get a two-run homer in the ninth inning, but Cardinals win 7-6, to and uh, they kind of, in a sense, continued to tread water. But nonetheless, it is a win, a sweep, and now this weekend, tonight, tomorrow night, and then Sunday afternoon, it's the Cardinals and the Royals head-to-head in Kansas City. I-70 part two. We'll see what happens there. But unfortunately for the Cardinals, they're going to be minus one. Is that right? A couple. A couple. Wade LeBlanc, who was the starting pitcher yesterday, did suffer an elbow injury of some sort. That's never good. And they have put, took him out of the game. Now, if they have to put him on the 10-day disabled list, that's perfectly all right because the Cardinals will activate Jack Flaherty, who apparently is going to pitch tonight. Now, how long Flaherty goes, uh, it'll probably be a prescribed number of pitches, but it is a major league game, and he's a, he's a fine pitcher. Cardinals also lost Dylan Carlson. Mm. Now, for how long, if at all, he uh, had to leave the game because of a sprained wrist? Um We'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, the Cardinals have had their share of injuries, but you know what? So has everybody else. Yeah, it's been a it's been one of those years, especially. It was kind of, a, I want to say, when football last year, it felt like there was just a ton of injuries at the beginning of the year, and it seems like baseball has kind of got plagued with the injury. Do you think it's because of the game amount change? Like everyone's not used to going the distance now, and they're kind of getting back to it. Part, of it, take part it. of it is the pandemic from last year. Yeah. The players are taken completely out of their rhythm mm-hmm. and out of their training, and the same with the football players. Yeah, I think so too. Although I think in football, I don't think it's really fair to judge the injuries because it is a concussion sport. I don't mean that as a head concussion. As a physical 
a meeting, a clash of bodies. So you are going to have some years an inordinate number of injuries and other years, maybe a routine number, but there will be injuries. There's no getting around that. No, I mean, I'm just hoping that this year in fantasy football, I can actually have at least one R1 because I lost all of mine last year due to injuries. I think everyone else in my league did too. Except there for like is one, two however, guys. who you do not want injured or out, and that's Patrick Mahomes. Oh, absolutely. Speaking of which, uh, we've got the Chiefs headed to the West Coast. Are they getting on the plane today? They'll be- probably leave around noontime and then fly into San Francisco and then bus on down. Actually, that's a pretty long trip from San Francisco to Santa Clara, where Levi Stadium is. It's about 40 miles, which is oh, probably an hour or so, somewhere around there. Now, whether or not the Chiefs are staying in San Francisco or Santa Clara, that I do not know. But regardless of that, they'll leave probably at midday today, get out there, go through their drills, and then tomorrow night, first of three preseason games. Absolutely, and it all starts with Ned Talk at 5 o'clock right here on your home for the Kansas City Chiefs in our first official Red Friday of the year. Ned, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. We'll see what happens.